gardening advice with MacD's Garden Centre in Galway Irish Crystal. If you love gardening, you'll love MacD's. It's just fan dabby dozy. And Amy Keown joins me on the line today. And good morning to you. Good morning, Keith. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks, indeed, for joining us uh, today good. on the uh, program. Uh, and we're just looking at a couple of things here. Somebody just said to us, Anne, I've um, opened my greenhouse door uh, on the last sunny mm-hmm. day to ventilate it. And I'm just wondering now, can I start sowing the likes of aubergines, shallots, beetroots and beans, or is it too early? It's a tiny bit early yet. I'd hold tough for about another fortnight. We, Yeah, just about a fortnight, just until we get this little bit of a cold spell. I mean, we could still continue to get cold spells, but at least at least there'll be more chance of a bit of warmth in the soil as well. The soil is quite cold at the moment. <clears throat> so if you can afford the time, I would hold off. Now, if you have to do it for whatever reason, and it suits you time-wise, you're off work or whatever, then go for it. But if it were me, I would hold tough. Uh, I'm just wondering, perfect on that, somebody else just said here, is it okay to cut back evergreen hedges at this time of year? It is, but you see, the ideal time is after the birds have nested because you're coming up to nesting time now. So you don't want to disturb the, the, the habitat for the birds. So I would be inclined to wait myself, but it may be a question of having to do it for whatever reason. Uh, if you do get it done pretty much immediately uh, before the birds start nesting in it. Again, we get this question every week and you answer it. Can I divide and transplant um, perennials and snowdrops? You can indeed. Absolutely you can. Uh, what you do is you lift them out of the ground, you split them with a fork or with um excuse me with a spade divide them down the middle or in two or three parts and replant them into the garden in the same spot or in different locations giving some away maybe or planting some elsewhere and replanting some of it back in situ again but you can do it no problem Uh, is this a good time to treat the lawn for moss using sulfate of iron to kill the moss you can do, you can do indeed. Um, again, I would be inclined to hold tough a little bit just until the, because there's a bit low temperatures forecast over the next few days. But I mean, you could be saying that every day for for the next month. But um, you can do, but I'd be inclined to wait unless it's a big deal and it has to be done. Uh, you can, as I say, it can be done, but I'd be inclined to hold off again. I'm telling you a lot of holding offs, but... You see, it's the spring has just started. the 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 um, The season has just started, and it's still quite cold. You know, it's very it's very cold, and and, uh, and mm. I don't think the fr- I don't really think the frost has gone away. To be honest, it's, no, I, I wouldn't think, think so. We were asked that question last week. Yeah, somebody asked whether I thought yeah. the frost had gone, and I didn't think it had. No, I'm no expert, but um, uh, yeah, it's still around. Still around. Again, another question. Can I plant my summer bedding and filler planting in borders to add to seasonal colour? No. Hang on for another one. No. Oh, yeah. Hold off. That's a definite hold off on now because you you don't plant your summer borders until May. You can buy your summer bulbs and you can start sprouting them in the greenhouse. No problem. But you don't plant your summer bedding plants um, out as plants until May, until the worst of the frost is gone. Um, you can sow seeds. Again, I would probably hold off for another week or so, but you can start sowing your, your bedding plant seeds if you want your summer bedding seeds inside in the greenhouse or the polytunnel. But um, as regards planting the plants out, forget it. Hold tough. Um, somebody said the non-biological tip for getting rid of the moss worked very well on my driveway. and Excellent. It was, 
and it uh, turned it uh, a different colour within 48 hours. Um, could I, I have a small loan, could I use it on the loan also to kill us? Oh, no, 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 absolutely no way. It's for drives, pathways, patios, hard surfaces. It is not for living material. It is not for grass. So don't even think of it. Oh, no, don't even contemplate it. No yeah. way. Yeah, no way. it's amazing what some people come up with uh, from there. Uh, can you? Well, can you see, if they see success, um, they feel, oh, well, now maybe I could do it here, there, or everywhere. But, you know, you, you have to do as you're told because um, otherwise you, you'll end up with more problems than, than, are worth, than it's worth. Can I use Rose Clear at this time of the year? You can use Rose Clear. The only thing about Rose Clear is that Rose Clear works best when there's leaves on the plant and there are no leaves on the roses yet. Um, so if you were to wait a few weeks until you get it, you're probably talking about three or four weeks until you have a bit of nice ro- growth on the roses and then start spraying them, you have a far better chance of Rose Clear working. If you wanted to do something now on your rose bed, you could s- spray the soil with Jay's Fluid to cleanse the soil so that the fallen leaves from last year wouldn't have harbored disease in the soil. You'd be sterilizing the soil. So you could do that with Jay's Fluid now. But I would hold off on the rose clear until you actually have foliage. And again, what, what type of quantity are you talking about to spray? I mean, if you have a, a five-gallon Well, you're sprayer. talking about seven or eight capfuls in a, in a, in a two-gallon watering can. Okay, so it's, it's handy enough uh, from there. My husband yeah. uh, said February is the ideal month uh, to work on our rose garden, does Anne agree? Because I don't. Oh no, I agree. I agree. Very so he's good right. time to start he's working. Right. He's right. Yeah, I have to give him that. No, he's right. Um, you can start working the soil now, uh, digging in some uh, mulch, some mulch leaves, um, some farmyard manure, mushroom compost, anything into it. If you're starting a new rose bed, you are. You can get the soil r- nicely improved uh, this month, and the frost will break it down, and you'll get what they call a nice tilt, which is a nice br- breakdown of soil, and then you can plant your new roses into it. Just bear in mind. Roses don't go into soil where roses were before. So if you're replacing a few dead roses, make sure you replace the soil in that spot that you don't plant the roses back into the same soil. If you're improving roses that are already there, you can still dig in the mulch that I've mentioned and it'll definitely improve it because roses are hungry eaters. So your husband is right, go for it. Uh, Is it too late to plant raspberry and blackberry shrubs and hedges? No, not at all. Work away. You have until the middle of March. So no problem. Okay, so work away. Head away from there. Um, somebody else wants to know: Can I sow potatoes now? Uh, again, I would hold off. What I would do with my potatoes now is I would sprout them or chit them, as it's called, C H I T. And that is what you, what you do is you put them in um, in a box, maybe covered with newspaper. Some people don't cover them with newspaper, but you leave them in the greenhouse, spread out individually in boxes, so that they sprout, and then you plant them out mid March. Too early yet. Too, Sprouting totally, them is yeah. definitely, definitely uh, w- worth doing now. Okay. And uh, that's it. And I just let me just check the other lines here. Not just heard. to be sure, if you don't mind, because sometimes they get around. When should I sow uh, the sweet peas that I collected from last year's crop, indoors or outdoors? Uh, middle of February. Middle of February onwards. You can sow them, no problem. Indoors or outdoors? Indoors, I would pr- be inclined to go for. Outdoors, I would leave another three or four weeks. Um, but uh, So w- what I'm saying is uh, do them indoors mid-February, late February, early March outdoors. Uh, please, Keith, let people know that Jay's fluid is very dangerous for cats. Did you know that, Anne? 
I didn't know that, and it's good to know because yeah. I have cats as well. I didn't know that, so be careful if you have animals. Okay, just change Another thing that's very bad for cats, while while I think of it, is um, lilies, lily plants. Just just came into my head there, but just a by the by, just to let people know. What would you do with lily plants? Plants? You wouldn't plant them if you have cats, oh, because you? the cats would love them. Yeah. Oh really? They like lily plants. Yeah. Mm. Okay. And, and the lilies don't like them. <laughs> um, hi, Keith. Would you mind asking Anne if hedging has to be sown before the end of March? Uh, if it's bare rooted, um, B-A-R-E, bare rooted, as in no pot or no container on it, yes, it must be planted before the end of March. If it's containerized or potted, it can be planted at any time of the year at all because you just take it out of the container and plant it. But the beauty of bare rooted plants at this time of year is they're quite a lot cheaper and handier to get. So um, the um, the bare rooted up until the end of March, the containerized any time onwards. Okay, moss on the roof of a house, Keith, can I suggest anything? Moscow. Um, you can buy Moscow. It's a hygiene product and you can spray the roof with it and it will kill the moss on the roof. Just be very careful if you're on the roof like that. Oh, just, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. That goes without saying. Yeah, just be careful. Uh, and that's it. That's, that we, we've covered everything, so we have there. I no, just, no, we haven't done badly, no. No, we didn't, and I want to just check this one over here. The branch is leaning over my walnut tree that is 30 years old. Can I cut it? You can. You can indeed, yes. Okay. And can I cut my lawn now? Oh, no. The season is long enough. Don't bother cutting your lawn until the middle of March. Okay. And thanks Ground for joining still us. wet and quite frosty at times as well. All right, and listen, thanks for joining us uh, today. Have a good and a safe Thursday. Anne McKeown joining us there. And our thanks, Dan, for joining us uh, today. Gardening advice with MacD's Garden Centre in Galway Irish Crystal. If you love gardening, you'll love MacD's. It's just fan-dabby-dozy. And if you love love, now is the time for you to send in who means the world to you. Uh, is it somebody close to you, like a girlfriend, a boyfriend, a mistress? Uh, a life partner, a mum, a dad, a brother, a friend, a best friend. Um, we'll, we're going to mark Valentine's Day this year by giving you that's someone important in your life, a token of your regard and your love as well. So throughout Monday, we'll be giving away beautiful bouquets uh, of flowers that um, they are stunning looking. I've seen the photographs of them and they really are. We'll be giving them away throughout Monday. And uh, we'll also be giving away a menswear voucher as well. If you, if you want to enter the draw, you can uh, register now. To enter, you have to WhatsApp the word love, your name and the name of the person that means the world to you. And tune in on Monday to see who wins from there. We have a special Valentine treat to be won as well. It's a one night's B&B for two people at Galway's Hidden Gem, which is Moycarn Lodge uh, and Marina at Port Nick in Bandle. So lovely location. And all entries go forward to our Valentine Day's draw. So you have uh, two chances uh, to win. So text the word love, your name and the name of the person that means the world to you and do so straight away, please. And one winner will be um, per show is selected on Monday the 13th and all entries that come in during the week go forward to Tuesday's draw on Valentine's Day uh, for that weekend away. So if you want to get in touch and uh, tell us that story, you can do so. Uh, get in touch with Galway BFM on 086 Brought to you by Rationale Scandinavian Windows, creating bespoke, modern and energy efficient Aluclad windows and doors. The number again is 086 
Galway Talks in association with Tesco. Click and Collect allows you to collect your order whenever suits you. Very good morning to you. Welcome into today's programme. I want to go to uh, Councillor Michael Cupboard indeed. He sent in a very comprehensive uh, piece in relation to Letra Road, the Ballard Road, the Circular Road and Rahun itself in terms of unsafe pedestrian and cyclist access uh, to the existing residential areas. And he joins you on the line. Uh, Councillor Cupboard, good morning to you. Morning, Keith. How are you? Where exactly are we talking about here? Just give me the, I, I know the general area, but give me the demographics that you're looking at or the housing estates that you're concerned with. Yeah, so I suppose over the last decades now at this stage, the area around the Letra Road, you go past Claremont Park, you've got um, Knuckanoa right up to Sleeve Ruiga on the left-hand side. There's a number of estates there when you pass up, say, by the Circular Road and Letra Road itself, um, existing estates who, who over the last number of years have been failed. And I said this openly at council meetings in the past, and I've said this at the transport meeting, that we've failed to keep up with the times with in, in bringing infrastructure in place, such as footpaths and safe walkways, uh, for those estates to get residents right down to the Westside Park and to the shops and so on. And so it's only a couple hundred yards, but have, it's dangerous to get there. So that's the existing estates. Over the last uh, recent years then, we've seen a huge, huge increase of housing estates, particularly uh, on the right-hand side as you go up the lecture road. Yeah. So there's a number of new developments, new estates. And, and again, with those, we've not seen the connections of footpaths being delivered. We've not seen the connections of cycleways being delivered and lighting and so on. So it's, it's, again, it's not safe. So go back 12 months, nearly this stage now, the senior engineer came out and met me on site with residents and we spoke through it. We walked the area. We've seen the crossings at Circular Road where it's unsafe. And it's 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 general consensus by everybody involved that it is unsafe. So what I asked for at the time was a, a complete holistic view of the whole area we taken in to go right up to Bala, right out to Circular Road, Rahoon, uh, and take a whole massive approach uh, as a master plan for the area to develop it once and for all, to bring in the footpaths and the lighting and, and, and the safe walkways. And, and that, that was agreed. Yeah, but hold on one second though. I mean, if uh, so, if you're if you're coming down the Letra Road, and uh, now just bear with you on this one, I came down over the weekend. I don't come down it very often. You come down the Letra Road. There's a, a small bungalow on the left hand side, and uh, so there is a private bungalow. But then there is those uh, large um, apartment blocks, and on the right hand side, there's a nice horseshoe of houses. But I know the developer of that horseshoe of houses offered to put a path in from those houses all the way down to where there was no path, and was refused permission to do so by the council. Now we know current homes are going building in there but on the left hand side then it's Brockway Homes uh, that are building those apartments on the left hand side and the houses behind them and then I think you've got O'Connor Development uh, doing the, the houses on behalf of Galway City Council. But there is a path in place there so there is. You know it hasn't been put into place fully it's still been finished. There is a bit of a path but it's not been finished but the problem here has been key to, over the last number of years a number of these estates have been developed, and you're right, some instances that uh, contractors have offered to put in footpaths, there's been issues with, with private ownership of land to been in the way and so on. But ultimately, what's happening is we're putting in new estates, and rightly so, we need housing, absolutely. We're putting in uh, new houses, large number of houses, which is great, but we're nearly putting the cart before the horse here. So we're not putting the infrastructure in place first. And what's happening then is, if you, if, and I know when you come down at the weekend there, when you come down there, just after, say, Knuckanoor, the estate, it's an existing estate there, when you walk out of Knuckanoor and you head back down, if you're heading towards the west side area, there's no, there's no safe way There's no safe way there. No. And kids, I mean, if you go up there and you're just watching the afternoon when kids are finishing school or in the mornings, kids are trying to cross back and forth to try to get to bits of footpaths here and bits of footpaths there. Now, there's a collective responsibility here on the developers and builders, absolutely, but equally on the local authority and us as local authority members to deliver that once and for all because, again, we're rightly so, as I said, delivering housing estates and delivering housing for people in the area. But we've got to make sure it's safe. 
And, and again, that's why I asked for not just a piecemeal approach here. This has been going on for a number of years. This has to be done as a master plan for the entire area because, again, as I said in my word into you in the, the email, yes, these these are probably once rural roads that have rightly come into the city now and, and we haven't kept up with the times. So we have to make it safe. And again, if you just speak to any resident up there in that area, they can look out their window and nearly and see the fantastic facility we have in Westside, the running track and the pitches and the parks and so on. And they literally cannot walk there because it's not safe. You can't let your kids go there. And that's not good okay, enough so in year 2023. So that's where we got to improve. Yeah, but I mean, if you take the one on the right-hand side, is that what you call a knuckin? Is that what that's called? Knuckin yeah. There's about, what, about 10, 12 houses in there. Yeah, that's the one. No, Knuckin is the biggest state. No. Okay, well, the one coming uh, down from Knuckin And then you have Sleeve Roiga after that. On the right-hand side, you have, you have um, private houses in there on the right-hand side. But the developer did. He did offer uh, to put a path in from there right down to the bungalow uh, that's been developed down there, the, the bungalow that's in the middle of the road. But he did offer and he was refused and said, no, you can't. No, no, and that's, an, that's a problem, absolutely. But that's again, that doesn't solve the problem that's that's been in place for a number of years for people to get from the, so the Westside Park right up to the, the existing estates. Okay, and obviously then the new again. road, a new path that you're on about there, that will obviously connect up again. But again, this is what I, what I said from day one. And when I met the engineers, and again, they've been very positive about this, we cannot do this in a piecemeal approach because we are delivering no. housing at a rapid rate. We've got to make sure the infrastructure is in place. And that's why, again, I welcome the fact that at the meeting uh, this week, when I raised this again at the transport uh, meeting, the Director of Services uh, did, did confirm that now a staff member is in place who is going looking at an overall view across the city of footpaths and lighting and so on and safe okay. walkways. But there will focus on these areas in particular that have, as I said, once been maybe rural roads, are now right in the middle of the urban area. And again, it's coming on us to make sure that we make them safe for people living in the areas. But I take it following a recent council decision, city council decision, in relation to rezoning of a, piece, a small piece of land there, uh, but I take it when current homes uh, move in to build there, there'll be a road going from the Letra Road to the Rahun Road. But again, Keith, all these developments that have been done over the last decade or so, there was there was parts of all those plans. There was there was agreements in place and some and, and stipulations that paths and lighting and walkways had to be delivered. Some have been offered and refused. Some haven't been delivered at all. And again, I, I don't understand how we can go in and throw in massive amounts of housing. And again, I said I'm, I've never gone against the housing development in the city. But we have to be real and make sure there's safety measures in place. And again, you go back to only recently uh, where you see further out into Ballymoney and different areas in Nakara, where we've seen now where housing developments are being rejected by Amor Panola because we don't have the infrastructure in place. And again, that's why I say we cannot keep putting the cart before the horse here and putting all the housing in place and no infrastructure. We've got a future plan. Let's not be thinking in three and four year cycles. We know what's going to be coming down the road in terms of housing. Let's put the infrastructure in place. And then we're not looking at piecemeal bit by bit as, we come, as, as developers come along or as the council go de uh, developing up there. We have a proper infrastructure in place in a master plan that makes sure all these areas in are safe for walking, for cycling, for children and so on. All right, Mike, well, we won't resolve it. Uh, we won't resolve it today, but I mean, there's two developers there. Uh, one is O'Connor Developments and they're about to finish it. Um, I was going to get out and walk it, now I should have. And uh, the other one is Brockway Homes on the left-hand side. So that should be able what, to what bring was, it what so far. Just, uh, if, uh, I'll walk with you. We, we, we'll take a walk from the Westside Park right up the Letcher Road and you'll see exactly where the issues of concern are where I people understand. cannot let their kids leave their estates and walk down to the facilities. No, that's not good enough. I understand that. I understand that. All right, thank you for joining us uh, today on the uh, programme. And again, if you'll, you'll keep on this, Mike, and you might just come back to us on it as well, if you don't mind. 
Thanks for joining us uh, today. Heike, the County Council announced uh, last week that they were going to offer uh, mortgages, which is a very positive news as a lot of banks are not offering mortgages, making it very difficult on our children and first-time buyers. The councils offered this service 50-odd years ago. Uh, could you please look into it, please, and do a feature on it? Yeah, we will. Is there anybody out there where that I can donate cash? I'm not good with computers, but I want to help the people of uh, Turkey. The only thing I would say is maybe get someone on your behalf to go on to the likes of uh, Throker or Concern or those, and they'll get the money straight there. Where is the collection point for the clothes uh, for the Turkish people? It's... Um, where is it? It's actually just on the old Dublin Road there. If you want to go to the old Dublin Road, it's Turk's Barbershop beside Casey's um, Centre there. So it's just opposite the Brothers of Charity. If you want to pop there, so it's Casey's are on one side and Turk's Barbershop is there and you can uh, drop in clothes there. They must be clean and they must be ready to go and have them wrapped, but have them clean, please. And uh, Keith, I got a call on Tuesday from Social Welfare who wanted to do a survey. Should I be worried... I don't know. Is that another scam that's doing the rounds? Bertie Hearn left this country with 200 billion euro debt. He should not be allowed back into politics, the scholar said. Fianna Fáil have no shame at all, Bertie Hearn should not be allowed back into politics. And uh, Keith, I work with the disability services and last week somebody lost their wallet in Evergreen in Air Square. Lisa from Evergreen went to an awful lot of trouble to get it back to him. And we just want to say a huge thank you to Lisa in Evergreen in the Air Square shopping centre. Keith, I applied to get a dog with Madra and they told me that I would not get one as I live on the main road and my garden is not fenced so I can't help there and uh, other calls coming in there too about Madra as well just go to the Madra website we have a lovely story about an art exhibition coming the way this weekend stay tuned for that and more to come Galway Talks in association with Tesco find our award winning Irish ranges in store and online at tesco.ie now, a very famous uh, German artist is uh, coming to go while her, her work is coming to Galway and it's going to be in the Kenny Gallery indeed uh, beside us here and it's opening this coming Saturday the 11th of February at Kenny's um, in Lisbon Estate at uh, 3 o'clock but uh, Tom Kenny sits opposite me uh, today. Tom, morning to you. Hello Keith. Good to, good to have you. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about uh, Gertrude Degenhardt. Well, she is a very famous and very distinguished German artist. She would be particularly famous for her musical images, images especially of women in music, which could be kind of divided into two categories. These would be fairly normal women playing instruments that were made out of swans' necks or branches of trees or whatever, or conventional instruments, but that were played by the most fantastically shaped, distorted, balletic, whatever, women that you ever saw. Wow. And they're great fun. They're very keenly observed images. Uh, she's been coming here for years. We, we've known her for at least 40 years now. Wow. And um, <clears throat> she, she came to Ireland originally. She was commissioned to illustrate a German language edition of Liam O'Flaherty's short stories, most of which were based in Ireland. And she had never been to Ireland, never mind Ireland, but she felt a need to experience his landscape. And that was it. She simply fell in love with the West of Ireland. So she came back a couple of times a year with her husband and a gang of hippies, indeed, for the first several visits. And they went up and down the West Coast, but they, they were very, very keen and indeed very highly expert on Irish traditional music. Her husband and herself brought many the Irish trad musician over to Germany to play. And... Um, 
So they eventually, Spiddle became the place and everything centred around Chee Hughes in Spiddle. And they ended up buying a cottage up in the hills at the back of Spiddle, uh, a lovely thatched cottage, and they simply loved it, absolutely loved it. And then about, I'm not quite sure, 12 years ago, a bit more maybe, her husband, Martin, dropped dead there. And uh, so Spiddle lost a bit of its luster. So we haven't seen that much of her since, uh, but she continues to work. She works incredibly quickly. Uh, she is unique. It's quite difficult to describe her work. Um, it's Some of it is very Germanic, and a lot of it is very Irish, and indeed a lot of the Irish material that we have in this. You know, there are attached cottages, there are musicians in Spiddle, there are bogscapes, etc., But most of it centres around musical images. And uh, it's been a real privilege to work with her. She's known all over the world. And um, unfortunately, she's in her 80s now. I don't mean that's unfortunate, but she is due to have an operation very shortly. So she is unable to be with us. Unfortunately. Yeah, it's a pity. There's a a lovely one there of uh, Doolin, so there is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they found Doolin, and again, like Michael Russell was a great friend of theirs, for instance. They brought him to Germany. Frankie Gavin, who is going to open the exhibition, he travelled to Germany to an exhibition opening with me once, um, and uh, she would be very highly... She would have illustrated the sleeves of many's an LP or uh, record mm. for Irish traditional musicians. But, you know... She has to listen to the music first. If she likes the music, she'll do the illustration. You know, but, uh, and how many pieces will you have? We have 40. Ooh. And this is actually uh, very unusual for us. We, the first show she did was called Farewell to Connacht. And these were all etchings, dry point etchings of the Spiddle area. And her vision of what Spiddle must have looked like 30 years before wow. she got there. Uh, we've had quite a number since. Uh, the exhibition I'm talking about in Mainz, it was all quartets and quintets, very classical musicians, and I asked her for the an Irish version of that, and I got it. And these were all traditional musicians, most of them based in, in Hughes's pub. So instead of being stiff Germanic, classical musicians, these were fellas that clattered the floor and mm. rolled the shoulders and there were pints everywhere. It was magnificent. Mm. But this one is kind of like a retrospective. Mm. So there are some old friends. She would be well known for her posters, which you'll find all over the west of Ireland especially. And uh, we actually have some of the originals of these posters in this show. Wow. So it's kind of retrospective and it's, it's just wonderful. She, I, I hate comparing artists, but she has, um, she, her work is nearly a, a little bit like Pat Burns, uh, you know, Pat. Yeah, yeah. A little bit, you just, I mean, the one of yeah. Doolin there looks a little bit like the style that Pat uses, and the one of um, um, Farewell to Connacht is a little bit like Pat as well. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe, but mine, really maybe I'm wrong now. When you get, yeah, when you get to look at the show, you will realize this is unique, a Tara. unique lady. And it, we honestly, genuinely regard her as a genius. Uh, there's no two ways about it. And to see her work, uh, she works incredibly quickly. Uh, and once she's putting pen to paper, that she's focused. A bomb could go off. 
20 yards away and I don't she think she genuinely notices. You know, yeah, she's absolutely in that world. And the other thing is, looking at her, I mean, if you look at, for example, there's one an image, uh, Flying Melodies is the title of the show. And that is a title of a lady playing. Mm. You could call it a harp or could you call it a harp? I mean, the entire... <clears throat> edges of the harp are made up of birds and, yeah. uh, and it's, so it's the kind of idea of the bird song and that kind of live music but it's, she would probably start down at the end with a foot mm. and suddenly up at the top corner a hand will appear and you think what the hell is going on here and very no. quickly everything it's, is joined it's beautiful so, so it's it magical yeah so if they want to get further details they can from Saturday the 11th of February at Kenny's and Lisbon Estate they can pop in 3 o'clock Frankie's going to be there uh, Tom it's lovely so it is absolutely lovely Gertrude uh, Degan Hart if you want to get further details on that Flying Melodies an exhibition of paintings and graphics can't wait to see that now might be Saturday but I get to see oh, it oh no it'll week. be there for a month and yeah. I highly recommend just coming to look at it all right, thank you for joining us uh, today on the uh, programme. I'm done, going to do a quick switch of seats, so I am at this stage, uh, because the Galway Love Festival opens this coming Friday, and the festival director is Margaret Nolan of the Galway Love Festival, and she sits opposite me uh, today. Margaret, good morning to you. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing good. What is the Love Festival, tell me? Um, the Love Festival is our second year. Um, we uh, came up with the idea last year um, when it was uh, it was kind of with the centenary of uh, James Joyce's Ulysses publication and I started thinking about their naughty letters to each other and and the the uh, Joyce's um, birthdays on the 2nd of February yeah and we just kind of like it just kind of all kind of connected with Valentine's and we said let's build a whole new festival based around love and their spark was uh, James Joyce and Nora Barnacle. Wow. Um, so this year we're kind of, we've decided to leave Mr. Joyce behind and just focus on Nora Barnacle. Um, the festival poster has an image of a very young Nora Barnacle before she met James Joyce. And uh, we've decided that we're going to turn her into our local icon, um, a little bit like Frida Kahlo or, um, wow. you know, yeah. um, a kind of an, an iconic woman. She always dressed so iconically and our, our opening event is a costume party and um that's tomorrow night in Tinoras. a very good place to go do it in Tinoras. Um, it's nice and intimate in the latin quarter yeah and um it's going to be a costume party and you come as your loved up icon so okay. there may be a few noras around um mm. tomorrow night or I don't know. They might not be. <laughs> Where, wherever you decide you want to dress up as. They'll come in as they um, want. So it's, it's kind of a week. It's, it's uh, five days um, from tomorrow to Tuesday, which is Valentine's Day, um, of um, love-related events and even singles events and just fun and games all around the Latin Quarter. It's a lovely idea to do it in the lead-in to Valentine's Day because Valentine's Day is just very commercial. Yeah, it is. So it's like, uh, and also all of our events are free. Well, almost there's two, there's the, the, the we have a, um, a series of films over the weekend in the Palos. Um, you have to book for those. And there's the Galway food tours. There's love related to the food tours. So they have to be booked, but everything else is free. Um, and uh, so that, that, which makes it not commercial, <laughs> you so know. Take, take me back then to tomorrow night, Margaret, if you don't mind. Um so they just have to get dressed up in the character that they yeah they're comfortable in. Yeah, well, you, like um, 
my my idea, which I may do or may not do, is to dress up as Demi Moore in Ghost mm-hmm. when she's on the Potteries. Yeah, 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 That's yeah. a kind of iconic uh, scene, an iconic loved up icon. Um, so you can come as your, whoever you decide is your, you can come as yourself if you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you don't have to go too far for the Potter's Wheel if you want, because all you have to do is go down to Judy Green's and you. And you Ju- Judy, Judy, we're doing. Uh, we have Judy's the f- window on the front on. Um, cro- I- cross streets. Cross streets. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> um, that's why I'm here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, so we're, we've got a little art trail going along as well. So her window is one of the windows that we have. Uh, going to have some art in, and we're going to have some. Uh, some dancers, male and female dancers, um, as well on Monday and Tuesday, um, just kind of just uh, dressed up and sexy and all that kind of stuff. It's the love weekend. So it's this. the love weekend. So let me go back to Chinora's then. So tomorrow at uh, is it seven o'clock kickoff is kicking off tomorrow at seven. Yeah, and uh, Nicole Blue and Orlam Gavran are going to be uh, Orla's going to be reciting some poetry and some prose. And uh, Nicole Blue, she's going to be singing some love songs. And we, yeah, we kick off. And there's food and beverages provided by T. Norris, which is lovely. They've been oh, a fantastic sponsor to and us. that's free of charge? Yep. But it, Just well, come no. along. <laughs> well, it is a very intimate, I've only been in it once, but it's a very intimate area. So it is, Yeah, um, we'll probably spill out into the front door and, yeah, you know. And so. into the back door as well. Exactly. And the side door and the street maybe. It's yeah. pedestrianised at that time of yeah. night. It was a nice balmy night, it would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, it's, it's supposed to be okay. Um, another really cool event we have on Saturday afternoon is um, Dancing at the Crossroads. We're going to have a Kaylee going between uh, T. Coley and Taft's. So we're going to meet at the crossroads at half four and have a little Kaylee on the streets. Um, and we might have a priest and a nun just checking for shiny shoes and making sure you're keeping your distance. <laughs> shiny shoes, yeah. Listen, well done to you. It's, it's a lovely festival. So it is. For the details, is there a website or where should they go? There is, yeah, Galway Love Festival is Galway. the website. Love Festival. Uh, there's uh, Facebook and um, Instagram pages and our website also. Okay, yeah. so just look up the uh, Galway Love Festival yeah, and uh, get details from there. Margaret, thanks for popping into us uh, today. I just see popping up on the news feed, by the way, here today as well. And uh, very, very briefly, I just see the Northern Secretary, Chris Heaton-Harris, uh, said he will use powers allowing him to extend the deadline for the Stormont election by a year. He told MPs that uh, an election at this stage would not be the best course of action to facilitate the restoration of the executive. And legislation to be introduced at Westminster today will extend the deadline for the election to be restored uh, for the restored Stormont by one year to the 18th of January 2024. He will retain the power to name the election date any time during that period if necessary. But Mr Heaton Harris will set out his reasons when he meets Northern Ireland, five main parties for roundtable talks there. Uh, he's using a legal obligation to call an election, uh, but has used legislation before to push the deadline. I just wonder what's going to happen to the 25th anniversary of the Good Friday Agreement uh, in April there with all this going on there. Again, who, who am I to ask? But I'm just wondering what is the situation there? And uh, will President Biden be coming to town? Will he be coming to Belfast and, and Dublin for that? Will he be coming to... Um, Galway as well, or will we go to Mayo? Like the plans, I think are in place fairly well through the um, embassy. I would think at this stage, if he is coming, uh, but what's going to happen tomorrow morning on the program? By the way, we're going to be coming to you live. Um, I have to watch all my times. You better do this and this tomorrow morning. We're coming to you live from Headford. 
Uh, we're coming to you live from um, um, the heart of Hedford there. And if you want to get further details, just pop into us in the in the hall there. PJ Walsh joins us, Carmel O'Malley, Tom Joyce, uh, Paddy Fahey, and many other people will be dropping into us tomorrow morning. Uh, so between 9 o'clock and 12, we are focusing tomorrow on Hedford, but we need as many people as possible to pop in and say hello and... Uh, and just see how the whole thing operates from there, to be quite honest. So if you want to uh, get involved in that tomorrow, and again, just it's in the um, um, in the hall there. I, I, I have, I have a, blo- a blockage when it comes to that hall, so I have uh, the first uh, first hall there. And if you want to get further details, uh, feel free just to pop into us. We'll also be talking to uh, a Brazilian called Juliana and Anna Sherrington, uh, the new Hedford community from Mayo to Brazil. Uh, they'll be joining us as well tomorrow. But that is it for today. We're back in July from Hedford tomorrow morning, just after the 9 o'clock news. We're looking forward to that, but in the meantime, enjoy the rest of your Thursday. And thank you for tuning in since 9 o'clock uh, today. <laughs> Don't forget if you want to listen back to any part of this programme, the final hour, the 11 o'clock hour, will be up and podcasted by 10 past 12. And the 9, 10 and 11 o'clock will be all there as well. That is it for today. Thank you to John Morley who produced. Also indeed to Siobhan who all of your comments. But from yours truly, Keith Finnegan, until tomorrow, just after the 9 o'clock news, live from Hedford. Have yourselves a good and a safe Thursday. Talk to you then. Bye-bye. Talks in association with Tesco. Click and Collect allows you to collect your order whenever suits you.